Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And now, it's show time! Your attention, please. One show for you to see. One for you and everyone. Oh, look at all the people. Pay attention, it's show time. I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Aloha. Come to the Tiki Room. Get your expialidocious tickets right here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode 307 for the week of October 24th, 2019. And if you didn't know already, the Brutica band is gone. What? Say Brutica did not work. I did not hear about this. Where was I? Yeah, they're gone, man. Oh, well, that sucks. Did you hear who they're replacing them with? All kilters back. <laughs> they are not. It's those log rollers, right? <laughs> <laughs> the axe throwers that were there for, what, two weeks? <laughs> Everybody loved the log rollers. <laughs> they were awesome. Everything is awesome. Yes, we could do that all day long, like I told you. All day long, all day. It's all night. It's all night. What? No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yes. I is. just changed it. Mm, do you have the rights to do that? Sure. <laughs> now we're going to get sued, Keith. Thanks. You got to fight for your right to party. Smooth operator. Okay, um, so if anybody is still out there, nope. um, <laughs> hi. Hello. And, and thank you. Hello and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. I am your chief podcast host, Sean. And on my right, my little buddy, C-H. Matt. And on my other right, my other little buddy, Keith. Hey now. Hey now, hey now, don't dream it's Please over. Stop feeding them stuff. <laughs> I can't help it. He finds a song for everything. <laughs> and not everything. Okay. Herpes, <laughs> go. Um, I have a song for herpes. Come on. Herpes is a fun thing to have. It's... Every parent out there is going, thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a good little Muppet, Herpes. <laughs> is that Hermes? Well, um, there's Hades, but that's from Hercules. Oh, yeah. See? Staying on the H's. Did you guys see that um, they're redoing Emmett Otter's Doug Band Christmas? Yes, I did see that. Yeah. That's not owned by Disney, though, right? Uh, it's Jim Henson. No. It's just Jim Henson. It's not who 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 let the dogs out. Who who who? Uh, 
who was actually doing that? I don't remember. I know, I mean, Jim Henson did the original. Right. I would think it would be someone in like his family or something, maybe? It's Brett McKenzie. Oh, yeah, Brett. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. I remember. No. No, yeah, I don't know him either, but that's who's doing it, though. Good. Good for you. There you go. Is, is it going to be puppets again, or...? I think so. I think that's what they were doing. Assuming so, yeah. I didn't know if they were trying to animate it or something. Or actually have real live otters do it. Oh, that would be cool. Crazy. See someone's face get chewed off by an otter? That would be awesome. <laughs> you're, you're awful. Nothing says Christmas like having your face chewed off by an otter. <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing a jug. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this episode is going nowhere real fast. <laughs> this is typical. This is like uh, we have baseball meetings. I'm on the board for baseball, and you know, you, you go off on tangents. All of a sudden, you're talking about you're on baseball, and now you're talking about uh, dirt, grass, and then you're talking about lights, and then all of a sudden, like you're talking about like popsicle sticks, like baseball. Hey, babe, very, very good to me. <laughs> Jeez! Everybody's out there going. Please go to the news. Please go to the news. I I know that he is here. Steve's in the building. Steve is in the building. Steve, take it away. Hi, Steve from Disney Diary here. This is what's news. Disney says braised shock roast, and then says beef pot roast. Disney says smoked kadoo ribs, then says smoked pork ribs. Shock roast, pot roast, kadoo ribs, pork ribs, then they call the whole thing off. Disney World has had a little menu mania at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, first changing the original Star Wars theming of menu names to more standard versions, maybe because guests were a little confused, don't know why since the names were next to each other, but then after some backlash they switched back to the original theme names. Just another week on Batuu. Star Tours. The adventures continue. We'll be getting a new sequence starting December 20th when Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker hits the theaters. The attraction has been consistently updated with locations and characters as new movies have been released. The ride has taken us to Jakku, Crate, and even introduced us to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge by landing in Batu. The latest sequence will feature the ocean moon of Kethbir, which you can see in the latest movie trailer. The change will be added to Disneyland, Disney World, Disneyland Paris, and Tokyo Disney. Filming for the annual ABC and Disney Channel holiday specials will take place November 7th through 10th at the Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. No specific locations have been announced, but it's a good bet that the stage in front of the Cinderella Castle will be used. For those visiting parks during these days, you should be able to stop and view the taping from a distance. The audience areas are limited to cast members and their guests. No dates have yet been announced of when the holiday shows will be airing, nor has there been any announcements on who will be performing. Circle of Flavors, Harambe at Night, a progressive dinner, is returning to Animal Kingdom on Wednesday night starting December 4th. For those who want a little Disney closer to home, you soon will be able to start purchasing tickets for Disney on Ice, the 2020 schedule of shows. The company has released its touring schedule for the upcoming year through mid-May, and most of the tickets go on sale starting next week. 
the famous Disney look at Disney World is changing just a bit. Starting October 28th, cast members will be able to wear a single bracelet and a single necklace, including a pendant, a one inch or less in size. Cast members will be able to grow facial hair to an inch and have a visible stubble while it's growing. Previously, when it was introduced in 2012, any beard growth would have been had to be done during vacation time to avoid the stubble look and was limited to a quarter inch. Finally, we want to leave you with our last listen at Halloween at Disney World with our favorite witches. Please visit us at DisneyDiary.com for the latest news. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Disney Diary. Now, back to the Tiki 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 Hut. Alright, we are back from break this week, and I want to um, give an apology to Steve for having to deal with the opening of this episode. <laughs> that went nowhere. Because there are zero listeners left for his newscast. Right. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> but... Uh, we scared them all away. Yeah, to make up for it, everybody, please go to DisneyDiary.com to find out what's happening in Disney World and beyond. <laughs> to Disney and beyond. They are adding, I think, uh, the train's still going to be down for another year, I'm hearing. Yes, I did. I saw that, too. Yeah. Okay. So, um, to get this show rolling, we are going to... Uh, Keith and I were recently in Walt Disney World... Um, coincidence? I think so. Yes, it was. We didn't. So the whole idea was Matt was going to come along as well. Uh, it just didn't work out, and um, I only hung out with Keys for like two, three hours during our uh, my fifty-one hour excursion to Walt Disney World. And I will give you the uh, my brief synopsis. We're going to really, really going to focus on Star Wars Land, and we're going to talk about the Skyliner. But that's really what we're going to talk about. But the the one thing I do want to talk about was that. Um, um, it was a father-son trip. Maybe talk about that another time. But um, I did stay at um, Kidani and Jumbo House at Animal Kingdom. Ooh la la! At Kidani, <laughs> Kidani, we had uh, Safari View, which I didn't see a single animal. Really? A, not a single animal when we got up. Yeah, not a single one. So. I was a little disappointed. It's those cutbacks. <laughs> Entertainment cutbacks. I was disappointed that we didn't see anything. Like Connor was like really excited. Like he took pictures. He wanted to show his friends at school that he had animals on the balcony. Nothing. And this was probably we woke up I guess about eight fifteen maybe and we were outside then. So he was disappointed with that. Jumbo House, I really enjoyed Jumbo House. The lobby there is incredible. Kidani, I'm not a huge fan of, but um, Jumbo House was really nice. Lobby's incredible. Um, the smells uh, coming from the the resort, Connor said, were great because at the time I couldn't smell anything, but he said they were great. The pool there is really nice. It's huge. Uh, Mara is got um, it's a nice quick service. They have some uh, good choices there. I did get to taste uh, try the zebra domes. And um, I really enjoyed that, even though my um, smell and taste weren't back 100%. But they were incredible. It's the first time I ever had them. 
and um, I would definitely stay at Jumbo House again. I really enjoyed staying there. I liked uh, the resort overall, the grounds. We did see animals there. Connor loved doing that. He saw um, tons of giraffes and other things that walk around and stuff. Uh, but uh, wow, that's descriptive. Yeah, and the funny thing is, like, we went into the pool, and we had our refillable mugs, and. What kind of went? No, no, no. I had cola or iced tea or something. And we come back, and my cup was. I, sh- I wish I took a picture. It was covered in love bugs. Like, literally, <laughs> the whole top was all love bugs. I was like, oh my God. And Connor was like, Daddy, Daddy, look at my cup. Oh my God, Dad. Same thing on his. Those things are the worst. Oh my gosh. It was our first experience with love bugs. As we get the midges here. Uh-huh. In Cleveland. But man, like, we took and walked out to the resort as we were waiting at the bus stop. Like, first thing, it's when, when we got there. I mean, we were just completely swarmed because we didn't have any clues what was going on. Yeah, and they just come out of nowhere. And then they had the um, indecency to make sweet love on you. Like, yes. I know, right? Like, get a room. We found our room. A bunch of <laughs> You were telling me about that. Oh my god. You had to stuff Every things under the door, night, right? Nightness. We had to like debug our room. Oh my gosh, that's awful. It was awful. But anyhow. Yeah, yeah. so anybody who's um, thought about Animal Kingdom, I would definitely head more towards Jumbo. I think Jumbo's definitely the better choice. Uh, the gift shop is great, it's huge as well. The Mara Quick Service is very good, it's a, it's, it's a decent size. Uh, there's a lot more to do there than Kadani. I mean, Kadani has definitely got the, uh, you know, the vacation club vibe. I just don't like that resort. You can, if you like it, hey, that's that's great. It's not for me, but the Jabo House, man, it's top notch. How far down the wing was your room? At Kadani? Yeah. Kadani, we were a three-minute walk to the lobby. Yeah, because I remember when I stayed there, it was, I think, I think it was a good mile and a half that I walked but before I realized I, I was almost lost and then oh there's my room right yeah it's I, I, I lucked out when I, we were staying there uh, Jumbo I had a little bit more of a walk but it wasn't bad maybe it was a, a six minute walk to the lobby so I mean, actually Kadani I would say it was probably a two minute walk I was that close okay you lucked out yeah, which was good. I was only there for the one night. Literally, I was in the. We were in the room for like six hours because we didn't get to. Uh, we magic. We got to Magic Express. And I was like quarter to one in the morning, and we finally got to our resort like quarter after two, two o'clock something like that. And Connor was asleep by two thirty, and I was up until about three thirty four o'clock. So. You were trying to spot animals, weren't you? Not at that time, <laughs> but uh, I. Right, so let's get on with it. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about... Uh, this is my second time seeing Star Wars Land. Keith's first time. Matt's zero time. And uh, Matt's impression of Star Wars Land was like, uh, yeah, hey, okay. Uh, it's great. I hope you guys have a great time. And well, we did. Not to show you up, but, but this was... Anyway. Uh, yeah. This was uh, like a brother's trip. That's with me and it's my brother. And so since we chose... Obviously, it's not you and your mother because it's a brother's trip, obviously. Uh, all-star movies. Which is far and away the best resort that is called All Star Movies. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, 
Um, but uh, since we had like four days, I think, and my brother's just the biggest like Star Wars fan and stuff. So his his whole like like focus was on Star Wars land stuff. So I did uh, kind of have to break away for some other park time and food and wine and stuff like that. But yeah, so uh, when I had met up with you in, in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, you were there probably like three hours already, and yeah, in that three-hour time period, you didn't even go on the Millennium Falcon. Like you just, um, you didn't do anything. You just walked around. Not. Yeah, he um, is a big action figure guy. Of course, they have exclusive sets and stuff there. Well, of course, they have them um, three different shops. They can't just all have them in the same place. And so, so we took and walked around. So, so we got those first, and then so we just. We took and walked around and stuff, and it just kind of took it all in and looked at everything. So we stopped in all the stores and stuff like that, and as we stopped at as Ronto's Raptors or Ronto's Roasters or whatever it is there, and ate some lunch, which was extremely good, actually. This was like, oh, I was shocked that essentially, you know, um, like a hot dog with some slop would be that good, <laughs> but it was. It was. This was almost. Like a sausage instead of a hot dog, and the slaw was really good on top and spicy. It's good. So, when um, when I finally met up with you, I was texting with you to find out where you were, and we ended up meeting over at the X-wing. Now this is kind of funny. Yes. And kinda. Well, come on, it's funny. It's funny. And. Uh, I'm over there. I get a I get a picture with Connor and I, and you are over in the corner, and your brother's taking pictures. So I go up to the cast members saying, "Get my picture taken, a hollow crown, whatever they say." And she's like, "She's like, yeah, sure." She's like, "I just need to wait for this uh, gentleman to move out of the way to get the picture with you." I'm like, "Okay, no problem." And I go, "Sir, sir, can you please move out of the way for the picture?" And I knew it was your brother. Um, he didn't know who you were. He didn't know who I was, and he was not happy. But he, yeah, he no. didn't yell or scream at me. He stormed off, and you're like, it's Sean, but it's Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to set the, the scene, since we had been awake since probably oh, like 3 o'clock or 2 o'clock, actually, I picked him up at 3 in the morning. We were at the airport at 5. Our flight was like at 7. As we got there at 9.30, and we had probably met up with you at like three, four o'clock like that four night. Four o'clock, I think, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it had been a really long time. Right. <laughs> um, to that point, he's got some issues uh, just with his back, and your plane ride did not help that either. So, so right. he 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 was in some pain, and it was a long day, and yeah. You just hit him at the wrong moment, man. <laughs> That's still funny. Uh, so uh, yeah. after after that and your brother calming down a little bit, we ended up going on the Millennium Falcon. So yes. that was the first time I've been on there. It's the second, like I said, the second time I've been in, in Galaxy's Edge. But uh, walking through the queue was uh, cool. And I know your brother was pointing out some uh, hidden things that I mm. would never have even known because I, while I love Star Wars, uh, your brother's on a whole different level. Yes, <laughs> and, he is. Yeah, he is. And uh, it, it was cool seeing like the little things here and there. 
and then going up top and get, getting the view from the top and seeing the Millennium Falcon from up higher, man. That was really impressive. That was like... You have that view when you first see the Falcon for the first time where you, you said your brother probably cried his eyes out. But uh, on top of there is an awesome view as well. Yeah, the, the detail that they do for that um, was just unreal. I mean, it's when you think the back half of the Star Tours AT-AT isn't even done. I mean, it's just right. <laughs> it's just a bunch of metal, um, like skeleton. To see the detail that they put into these fighters it's it's unreal yeah it's uh it's unbelievable and then you know you work your way through and you get uh further in there and you get to see uh the hondo animatronic Mm -hmm. as the pre-show that is as impressive as heck yeah it's pretty much if you didn't actually know that it's an animatronic like for the first 30 seconds you actually think that it's a real person standing right. out there yeah it's it's a great show it's it's so weird like you you're so hurried like into there and then you're hurried out of there as well mm-hmm. um the show i'm gonna i don't know like three minutes long maybe four minutes long it's about that yeah yeah and um you know you get to see the falcon in the back that's landing um, and Hondo talking, and that's pretty impressive seeing that. And then you, from there, you work your way through, and what was it? Was that when you get to your station to go on the Falcon? Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you get your engineer card and uh, <laughs> they move it to the Falcon. Yeah. So there was two people that had a cut in front of us, and. Uh, Connor and I were up front and you were you and your brother were in the back and this couple just happened to cut through and they ended up getting to be the the pilots which was a huge bummer yeah uh, but um, the worst part for me was getting in there and seeing the the hollow table is that what it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's a name for it yeah I, I forget the, I forget the name for it but um, I would Jarek or something yeah and like you're inside the you're inside the falcon at this point and it's really disappointing because there were people just sitting at the table and we wanted to get our pictures taken there i was so disappointed but they were just a family just sitting there not realizing what was happening because i don't they were just on that ride just to be on that ride and plus you do feel extremely rushed you do um like you saw the people um who uh, was at press events and all the this stuff stop and pose for pictures right inside the the cockpit and stuff that does not happen no i tried to and and like the cast member like he basically threw me out of there he was like oh no sir we have to move we have to move and i'm like i just just want a picture and he's like no 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 no." i'm like so uh, that's a real frustrating part yeah it's but even when you're they're having you sit in the cockpit it's like hurry up sit down buckle up and they leave it's like, right. whoa, man. It's like, holy cow, it happened so fast. Yeah, there is no, like, like Star Tours does, where there's, like, a little, like, show thing. And right. C-3PO talks to you and blah, blah, blah. It's basically just, like, you sit in right. and go. Yeah, so uh, once you're in there, you, um, you know, the Millennium Falcon takes off, and you have the pilots. I was a gunner, and you were an engineer. And you're supposed to hit the buttons to shoot at things. And... If you focus on trying to press your buttons, and you know, you and I were talking about that, you're not going to see what's happening on the screen. So I just right. had my hand over there pressing the buttons at the corner of my eye. I can see when it lights up, and I would hit the button. And uh, uh, 
overall, I mean, it's it's the best part. I mean, it's really cool sitting in the Falcon. I don't. I mean, flying through and blowing things up, hitting things. I, I think if you're 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 the pilot, I think it's a completely different experience, a better experience. Things sitting back there kind of ruins the whole thing. Uh, overall, I mean, it, sitting in the Falcon's great, but the rest of it, eh, it's I, I'd much rather do Star Tours, to be honest with you. And with them having new scenes coming in for the new movie, I'd still like that more because it's gonna it's gonna have more. Uh, rewritability as opposed to the Falcon it's like I don't think I would need to do it every single trip um, even Star Tours I don't necessarily feel I need to do it every trip but um, it's when they're when you're adding new scenes out to Star Tours I think that enhances the rewritability versus the Millennium Falcon since we did actually write it twice we got engineer again which sucked but the second time was a totally di different experience than the first ride. I think that the first ride through, you don't really know what to expect, what to focus on, what to kind of do. The second time, our pilots were way worse. Really? I mean, they were terrible. But it made it a more fun ride. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> if that makes any sense. And two, my brother, he didn't even press buttons right the second time he just like sat there and just experienced being in the falcon and he absolutely loved it so i think it takes a couple times to fully appreciate it which i know is not ideal because we took in they overhype everything there um right. but I mean, so if you just have, like, one chance to ride it, I think it's one that you need to experience a couple of times to fully appreciate it. See, now I think if they made this into Star Tours and, like, you were flying through those scenes of Star Tours, this attraction would be A1A top-notch. Right. So. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, I think, like, like, for me, just being engineer like it bummed me out before right. like i even stepped into the, the cockpit oh no um, i could definitely see it i think if you were a pilot it would be a completely different story like i said before right <clears throat> so uh, anyway so, moving on <laughs> yeah so from there i know we walked into um one of the shops uh, that sold all the expensive things <laughs> i forgot what the shop yes. was called um it, uh, doc Ockers, yeah trading post or whatever that was incredible i yes. that was i was amazed by that i didn't go into that the first time i was in there but uh, uh it was so cool walking through there and then we went to our reservations at the cantina and the cantina i think is as of the way it is right now i think it's the jewel of of, of star wars land for me i think i that's what i enjoyed the most when i was there because uh you know, that probably to me felt the most Star Wars out of anything, you know, besides seeing the Falcon, because I can, I got the Star Wars vibe in there. You had some of the Star Wars music playing in there. You had Rex playing the music. Um, you got that feeling in there. And with some of the drinks that were, especially like the Connor had, they were like, uh, you had the dry ice in there. So they were yeah. smoking. That was pretty cool seeing that. It's a, it's, it's a fun atmosphere. I know you had a two drink maximum and it wasn't cheap. I ordered two drinks and Connor ordered 
two non-alcoholic drinks and it came to 50 bucks just for that so it's not yeah. cheap at all by any means but i think it's fun yeah it's fun i think that it for me it is small of a space it felt really like crowded it did i couldn't even like stand at the bar it's like i had to like turn sideways almost now i do understand it's like i take up a lot of room but, I, uh, I don't even think it's that because even with Connor, I didn't even have room, so I was I was standing back, I was standing behind Connor, so I don't even think that is. I think it's just yeah. tight, and they're trying to cram as many people in there as they say can. Uh, they could have doubled the size, and they probably would just have enough space for it because it, right. it is cramped. And like when I tried to work my way up to see Rex, you know, I had to squeeze through there. It's like going to a a, a bar, a hopping bar on a Friday or Saturday night. It's packed. Yeah, and I mean the the cast members are great. Um, they do some like some stuff in there. I I don't want to spoil it for people, but yeah, but, yeah it was um, fun. But it it's fun. I did get a nub nub drink. Uh, it's in uh, a tiki kind of a steiny mug, which is really cool. Um, it was expensive, but I didn't just really buy like a ton of souvenirs from there. So so that was my one big like take home souvenir. And yeah. it, 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 it's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. I love it. Uh, next, we went over to Docking Bay Seven and we ate there. I in, I really liked the food there, but once again, like I it's it's a little small in there. I was really surprised how small it was. Uh, I mean, because you're thinking like the yeah. size of Backlot Express or um, the size of um, the the ABC Commissary too. It's really small, and I was surprised. I was expecting more of like a Satuli canteen yeah, uh-huh. um, kind of a size. It was pretty small. I mean, we did get like a table and walked just right up to it and ordered. I mean, it wasn't busy at all, but if it is packed, that'll fill up quick. Yep. Uh, next, uh, I, I said goodbye to you, but I know the next day that you and your brother did uh, build a lightsaber. So why don't you tell us a little yes. bit about that experience? Well, um, it started off a little rocky. So we had the reservation. Um, we had met my cousin at the Magic Kingdom at, earlier. Uh, we did uh, a few things, and then we assumed that we would have plenty of time to get there. She went and drove us there. We were like, like right against the time. I stopped at bag check, and she was very thorough. Uh, with our bag we essentially had to sprint to galaxy's edge which is not fun but since we got there the experience itself is really is well done they take you um into this shop basically a hidden like shop so the first order you know they don't find you there and uh they kind of explain um the uh the history of the Jedi and kind of what the saber means to the Jedi and whatnot. You do get to stand there and build it. You do get addressed by a very famous like Star Wars character. It's his voice and it kind of encompasses you. And then um, like at the same time, kind of goes dark and everybody's uh, saber is going to light up and everybody raises them up. It's a really cool experience i didn't actually like pay for one because one it's expensive 
And two, um, I don't really have any place at home to put it or hang it, um, but it is extremely um, well-made. It's metal. It's not just like a cheapo plastic. I think the experience itself is worth it. Like I said, it's expensive. Uh, it's a hassle to get the thing home, but I did get chills like standing there seeing it happen um and stuff so it, it, it it's a really cool addition it's not just like a builder droid it's a true experience which was really really neat to see now i uh it's something i um i probably would never pay for because I'll, I'll buy the lightsaber and probably never use it again it'll be hanging up there exactly. um but uh, i would like to experience it so if anybody wants to take me along i'm willing to be your number two <laughs> So, uh, uh, and the other major thing that uh, happened on your trip was you get to ride the, the Skyliner. Tell us about that experience. I did. Like it was opening day. Um, Skyliner, we, we took it from studios to International Gateway. We stopped at uh, Ample Hills for some ice cream. But um, it's really neat. And this is, we had a pretty long line. It does move this is rather fast. The cars, they don't stop. That's which I think is, is kind of... Uh, a curse as well as a blessing. They do fit 10 people. It says we had had six. Um, extremely roomy. This was comfortable. The, the breeze was kind of, this was hit and miss. We took in, we made a turn. Or the breeze just completely stopped. I don't know if it was because of how the car was facing and with the wind or whatever. But, um, but um, those cars actually moved really fast. A lot faster than um, we were <laughs> expecting them to go. It swayed a little bit, but it like this wasn't that bad at all. It stopped for I don't know, um, probably like a minute and a half. There was a pause there. You do, they do have um, a transfer station. Uh, it's at a Caribbean Beach Resort. Um, so depending on if you were for traveling to international gateway or to um pop century you do um like transfer there um but it's a great addition then out the bus crowds i think because we absolutely loved it cool matt you want to add anything if you're still here uh the only thing out after the incident they had with that stop you at all from getting back on it or do you think that was just kind of uh getting the kinks out of it and everything should be fine now yeah that it doesn't like it's not gonna stop us again um really think that that was a one time just a kinks and like a new system it's just like you know your monorail it's had what hundreds and hundreds of problems and people still you know go and pack on it so right of course you're not that far in the sky at the monorail but but it's still if something happens it's a fall <laughs> right i mean so yeah it, i think that that was just a one-time thing that happened so that's all i got all right that's it matt you can take it away that's going to do it for this week. First, we want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Get your premium stroller or trip rental at kingdomstrollers.com. Let the vacation experts at mousepros.com help plan your next perfect Disney vacation. Don't forget to check out our store at redbubble.com slash tiki talk podcast. You can connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook at Enchanted Tiki Talk. 
Instagram and Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. And you can leave a message for us on the Tiki Hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI, 256-469-8454. And if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on Twitter at 1MinuteDisneyDream. That's 1MINDisneyDream, MouseWorldVacations.com, and MousePros.com. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Dole Whip Daily. I'm on Instagram at mholly579, and Twitter is MattGoesDopey. Special thanks to Steve for bringing us news this week. Make sure you check out Disney Diary for all your Disney news. Alan, buddy, it's all yours. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Let us plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by KingdomStrollers.com for all your premium stroller and crib rental needs. For all of us here, I'm David Benter. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.